Hey everyone, this is Steve Hernandez, host of the Waterwise Pro Podcast. This is episode number 17, and we're going to get started with a little intro about my man, John Callow. Uh, John Callow is uh, is currently the uh, instructor for the water supply program and the elect- electrical construction maintenance program for LA Trade Tech. He's got a great lineup of uh, you know work history that he had, and I think he's, you're going to look at, like his story and everything he's going to bring to the table today. Just about his journey and how he got into the industry and different avenues that he took to get to where he's at right now. Uh, how's it going, John? Oh, pretty good, Steve. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, man. No, no problem, man. I, I was uh, excited to get you on. You know, we've been friends now for a couple years. We met through the gram, and uh, you know, I think uh, you're doing things, you know, big things for LA Trade Tech and for the industry. And uh, I think it was just a matter of time where we, you know, linked up and and uh and chatted it up on a podcast man so yeah man uh, thanks th- th- thanks for having me and thanks for all the great things you've been doing and like you said you know when we got connected to the gram um you know we've just been feeding off that energy um that you do that grind and hustle that you do and um it really helped me out a lot to help my students out so thank you for all that you do steve right on man right on likewise um well cool uh john so you you've got a you know i'm not gonna um you know take away from you know your story by trying to you know, tell everyone what you've done to get to where you're at. And so you want to just kind of start off with like, you know, how you got into the water industry or just like, you know, where, yeah. what your first position was. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, uh, my, my background's in electrical and I used to do a, a residential electrical work, installing new panels, complete rewires, um, remodeled sub panels, things like that. And then I did that for five years and then I got into commercial and in 2008, maybe a lot of us remember there was a big recession. And so many people were not working. I was definitely one of them since I was in the construction. Um, I had no money. I was living at home. I was a college dropout. And, um, you know, I was really in the position where it's like, you have to do something. You know, how am I going to get out of it? And I definitely didn't want to be in that same situation again. Um, I wanted to find something that, um, you know, some type of work where, it was recession proof, something if there were like earthquakes where my services would be needed if there's fires. And, you know, this one I never thought of. I think many of us never thought of, but currently the pandemic that we have with this COVID thing. And so, um, you know, what I'm getting with that is I think it was like, look, you need to be, you know, some type of working, some type of utility industry as an essential employee. So I wanted, definitely wanted a better quality of life. I wanted to compensate it. Yeah, benefits, and I wanted a career, so I was looking for work, and I, I was hearing about all these jobs with um, LADWP, and so I went to Trade Tech, um, and I also decided to go back to college, and so I finished both programs in two years, and you know when the recession hit in 2008, during those two years, uh, once I graduated, I, I applied for a job with the city of Santa Ana, and that's where I started um, in the water industry. I didn't know where the city of Santa Ana was. I just knew I needed a job, right? And so I applied and I went through the process. And, you know, a long story short with that, they hired me. Um, and it was really good. I cross-trained in different departments, um, with the water distribution. I learned the SCADA system, took some chlorine samples, helped out from time to time on other tasks with the operators. And it was pretty good. It was, you know, two years of, of my time that I'll never forget. Um, Santa Ana, more importantly, really felt like family, you know, working there. And, um, you know, although I was working in the water department and learning, um, you know, getting my certs, I got my D2, T2, some things just happened to me. 
where you know life life hits you and, and it comes at you um you know, my, my parents got really sick my father was diagnosed with dementia my mother was in and out of the hospital um she had liver cancer um unfortunately i went through a divorce and i wiped off my savings and you know the city had two furloughs and so that wasn't helping um you know i was questioning like how can this be happening why me life is unfair and you know you would think you know, some of us may think working for a city, it's like, oh, you're set. They have, they have great pay. But because of everything that was going on, you know, through my divorce, I had to pay for my apartment. And then I was helping out financially with my parents. And it got to the point where I was just living paycheck to paycheck. I ended up getting credit cards. I ended up maxing out my credit cards just on essential things like gasoline and food and whatnot. And it got to the point where um, I was going to borrow money and borrow money that I couldn't pay back. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, so it was a tough decision, but I had to, at the end of the day, you know, I needed to look out for my mother and my father. And I just started um, looking around and um, I applied to like LEDWP, Orange County Sanitation District, Metropolitan Water District, Burbank Water and Power. Um, and it was all a tough process. Yeah. All, all the big boys. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw the compensation that they were getting for some of the same positions. And I'm like, look, right now, this is what my family needs. This is what I need to do. And uh, some agencies never got back to me. Some some agencies, I went through the process, maybe made it to through two, three interviews. And then, you know, I'd get an email or a phone call saying, thank you for your consideration. However, you know, we are not moving forward with you. You've not been selected. And so, um, you know, I was pretty bummed. But, um, you know... Through all these adversities, I think it just built some character. And so I ended up looking and I found a job at Irvine Ranch Water District as an instrumentation technician over there. And so, um, you know, it was a journeyman position. I only had two years in industrial because my background was residential and commercial prior to, to that. And, um, you know, they wanted minimum five to seven years experience. I only had two years in. I was an assistant instrument tech at Santa Ana. Um, but I was just in that position. I'm like, look, what's the worst they're going to do? Say no. Right. To just apply. Right. So I applied. I went through the process. I, I passed the test. I passed the first interview. I got called back um, for a second interview. And then they asked me, you know, um, it was a little more informal. They wanted to get to know me personally. Um, and, and so, you know, they just asked me, you know, why, why do you want to work here? What do you know about IRWD? And, you know, I just broke it down. I had done my research uh, on the organization. I knew they had a biosolids bio facility um, in the works coming up. They had two wastewater plants. They had uh, three, treat three treatment plants, uh, one surface water treatment plant, which is in Lake Forest, the Baker plant, over 50 reservoirs. And they covered 182 square miles of bottle and recycled water. I remember all that stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, it brings back chills right now on my back. I just remember, you know, what I was going through financially. And I was like, I need to get out of this. And I think, Steve, you know, when you say that, it's like, if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, um, and, and that's what it was. You know, I was ambitious. I had a strong worth ethic. Um, I knew how to take direction. Uh, I knew how to work in groups as a team player and also work independently and be productive, you know, if my supervisors were around. And um, out of all the agencies I mentioned before, like the heavy hitters that uh, you mentioned, um, you know, it just didn't work out. But my supervisor, Terrence Schreiner, um, man, he gave me a chance and he gave me an opportunity. And I was probably the least qualified that day. But, you know, when I left, 
he had told me, you know, we, we got to get to know each other pretty well. And I asked him, out of all the people you could have hired, um, which they ended up hiring anyway in, in, in the five years I was there, um, why did you pick me? And he was just like, you know, I just saw something in you. And I saw that drive and I knew you were going to do big things and I wanted to give you an opportunity. And, um, and he did. He literally took me under his wing. They didn't have an apprenticeship. It was a journeyman position. Very informal. Um, but he, he coached me. He mentored me. He told me if I ever wanted to promote, if I ever wanted to transfer, or if I ever wanted to leave the organization, he would never hold me back. The only thing he wanted to do was bring out the best in me. And that's exactly what I did. And I think, Steve, when, when some of us are in good environments with good coworkers and good management, um, our morale is just extremely high. And so I just really felt alive. Um, you know, working with um, Terrence Schreiner, he knew how to uh, talk to us. He knew how to praise in public and discipline in private. Um, he, he was good at um, conflict resolution with, with, with us uh, in, in the group and also if there was any issues when we were working on, on projects together with other departments. And um, so, you know, he, he was great. He was a great man. And uh, he told me, he's like, look, man, if, if this is what you want to do, you know, because I had told him, uh, you know, I'd like to I'd like to maybe move up into management in the next 30, 40 years, you know, because I was a lot younger when I started over there. And he's like, go for it. And he's like, you know, just just learn as much as you can. And, and that's exactly what I did. So when I was at Higher WD, I wanted to continue my education. And I enrolled at Santiago Canyon Community College. And I ended up getting my ASC degree in water treatment and water distribution. I ended up going for my D3 and obtained my cert uh, for D3. I passed my T3. They didn't give it to me because I wasn't working enough hours on the treatment side. Um, and then I just also decided to get my master's program at Cal State LA in, um, in, in, in management because that's what I wanted to do. So, um, you know, every day there when I was on the sites, man, some of these guys, they would just run and hide from me when they saw me coming. You know, some of these guys in the treatment, like David Paulson, Ed Delhofer, Andy Williams, Todd Colvin, um, and many more in construction and water quality. I mean, like, man, here's this guy. Here he comes again. And I was always asking, what is this? What is that? How does it work? Oh, because um, you're asking all kinds of questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was five years, it was every day, because I, I knew I wanted a career in the industry. And I didn't know what direction it was going to take me. And I wanted to know about all the valves. And actually, you know, it really helped me out as a electrical and instrumentation technician to troubleshoot because, you know, it's one thing, you know, wiring up stuff. It's another thing controlling it. But a lot of times when we had to troubleshoot, I had to ask the operators, okay, what does this equipment do? What was it doing before and what's it doing now? And, you know, they're on site, they're helping you, you know, they're closing valves for you and whatnot. But all those classes and all those questions, it would really help me troubleshoot um, because sometimes uh, we ended up finding out that it wasn't electrical. Maybe there was a valve that was closed upstream or downstream, you know? So it really helped me out. And um, that was probably one of the best things I ever did was, you know, joining on board with Pirate WD with all those facilities that I mentioned, um, in a given day, they'd have me at the wastewater plant, they'd have me at another treatment plant, they'd have me down by the coast working on the PRV with the control valves. Um, you know, I could be up in the mountains. Um, it was just really, really good. And I started to follow um, some other people on Instagram and then one of my students was saying, hey man, you gotta follow this guy named Steve Fernandez. Um, he's WaterWise Pro, he's got this thing going on. So I didn't know who you were and I started following you. 
and I saw all, all the good things you were doing for the industry and how you were helping out people. And I'm like, you know, that's something that I'd like to do one day. Um, I didn't know what it was. And not necessarily that I want to be like you, but I was like, I want to uh, provide a service to the community and help people out. And so um, I, I, someone else told me about BC Water Drop or BC Water News and uh, to look for jobs, right? Because I was happy to hire WD but I wanted to help other students. And so I saw all these electrical instrumentation jobs up and down the coast in California, um, you know, with, with good pay, good benefits, with helpers. And so I said, you know what, I'm gonna go back to trade tech and I'm gonna go recruit because IRWD was hiring at the time. And I said, I'm gonna see if I can help these students out to help them because not all agencies, but some agencies for an electrical position or an instrumentation position, at minimum, you have to have your D2, D2. And you can't take that test unless you take water classes. And if you've never taken anything like, you know, WaterWise Pro, you're not going to do good on the water map. So it's like, it was like, like how, how, how do you get there? So I went down to Tech and I went to go recruit and I walked into the department chair's office and I said, hey, you know, do you mind if I go up and talk to the students. I'm a former student of mine. He's like, what? He's like, well, where do you work? And I said, uh, Irvine Ranch Water District. He's like, water? He's like, do you know something about treatment or distribution certs, T something? I'm like, the D2, T2, D3, T3. He's like, yeah, that. And what happened was um, the water program at Trade Tech used to pertain to a different department. They used to pertain to the, to the sciences of like biology and, and, and chemistry. And for whatever reason, um, the program was doing really, really bad. It had low enrollment, not enough job placements. Um, and, and, you know, programs can't guarantee you a job, but that was just one of the things. There was no transition from school to, to, to working out in the field. And he said, um, he's like, listen, I got, if you know water and you got some certs in water and a degree, your college degree, um, I'm looking for an instructor that can teach the water math class, introduction to calculations. Um, which is pretty much something to help out for the state certification. So I said, you know, I'll apply. I went through the process, never taught before, and I got the job. And so uh, I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget the the first time, the first day of class. I was really, really nervous. I had an engineer in the class. I had some of the students were working in industries, you know, and I'm just a electrical instrumentation guy. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And um, you know, I was really, really scared. I was really, really nervous. I think I put like three pens in my pocket, you know, on my shoulder, my shirt, and I took them off. And one of the girls was just smiling because she could see how nervous I was. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I did it. And so I taught my first class um, with great success. Um, from that, the numbers started to go up with enrollment. He then, the department chair then gave me a second class, which was the introduction to water treatment and distribution. And then that turned into three classes. And while I was working at Irvine Ranch, I was teaching towards the end, like my, my fourth and fifth year, because uh, those are a total of five years. Um, I started teaching three classes that night, going to, going to uh, Cal State LA for my master's, um, working four tens. And I was like, you know what? This is, I got to do more. I got to do something. Because I'm sure you can relate, Steve. Once you're on that grind and you're on that flow, it's like if you do nothing, you feel like I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel bad for not doing anything. Sometimes you're like, I got to do something. So that's exactly how I felt. And I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to some of these agencies. And I started reaching out to Metropolitan Water District, Orange County Sanitation District. And I started collaborating and meeting different people, specifically more so with HR. And uh, we started forming pipelines and to help out for recruitment. And so the, the biggest one in the beginning was Metropolitan Water District and their education unit division 
uh, Dr. Adrian Hightower. He's did a lot for LA Trade Tech and many other colleges and schools as well. Um, he would provide like field trips, guest speakers, um, let us know about the apprenticeship programs, how we can prepare the students. Um, that led to reaching out to Orange County Sanitation District. They had their existing internship program, but then I wanted to see if they wanted to partner up with LA Trade Tech to form an internship, which took two years, but they finally did it. And, you know, once I got that going, I started to see, um, you know, results. I said, hey, let me reach out to more. So I reached out to California Water Service Group up north in San Jose. They started flying out to recruit students. And next thing you know, more and more students started getting hired um, all over with LADWP, um, you know, city of Long Beach, city of Santa Monica, city of Beverly Hills. Um, and then a few of them, right? A few of them ended up going to Irvine Ranch down the road. And then now this last semester, you know, it was probably, you know, like a high point in my life where I had uh, Matthew Shapiro from Irvine Ranch. You know, he heard about the program. He didn't know I used to work there and he came to the class and he's like, yo, man, I'm really stoked that, um, you know, this has gone like 360 from you being out in the field and now you're back here teaching and, you know, helping us. And so that's how I started. And uh, the department chair was just so happy with the program that he said, listen, um, you know, the, the water program is doing great, um, but I have a full-time position in the electrical division. Do you want to apply for that? So I applied for that, ended up getting the job uh, two years ago, and that's how I started teaching full-time, and I've never looked back. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's impressive, man. Yeah. That, 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 I'm serious, man. That, that's super impressive. And, and you know what? Like, going back to the beginning of the story, um, like your foundation is serving others, man. Like it is. And it's like, so obviously it was from like your parents, like taking care of your parents, uh, providing service to the agencies you work for now providing service to, you know, to, uh, potential, you know, our workforce, right. To, to those sure. that are going to be professionals in our workforce. And, and man, a lot of people do not understand that. Like you always have to lead for, with like service of others. And, yeah. And that's how you build so much value within yourself, dude. And like you had that at a very early age and dude, that's awesome, man. That's very respectable, John. Thank you. Um, And and I I didn't know that all the, the the adversities you were going through when you were, you were younger, very similar to, you know, my story and, and, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people that never go through adversity, you know, need it to just get that extra, like, you know, push (laughs) like, like, I gotta get, I gotta get my life together. I gotta get, you know, you know, get all these loose ends, you know, back together and, uh, and, you know, take the, you know, get it to the next level. And, uh, you know, sometimes adversity is, is exactly that. That's a fire starter. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. You know, we have people from different walks of life and, you know, so, so some people have it, you know, they're just disciplined and some people, you know, uh, have it from the beginning and then others, it, it takes something, you know, some adversity to go through for them to, to, to move in a different direction, you know, in a better direction uh, than they were before. And um, I totally agree with you on that, Steve. And, and, I, and I think so, you know, for the, the, the just the messages kept playing in my head while I'm listening to you talk is this, you know, um, so service to others. And then you're you're definitely a student of the craft, man. Um, you know, it's like it seems like you just, you, you know, obviously you liked what you did. You enjoyed it. You're totally like into the industry, kept going to school for it. And and now you're like, you know, as a teacher, you're still learning, right? I mean, you're, I'm sure oh, you're absolutely. learning. Right. So, 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 some of the best teachers are your students is, is, right. is what I think. And um, I learn a lot from them. Right. Definitely. And, and so, they help. So what, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to ask what, what, uh, 
So what, you know, who signs up to for your classes? A majority of people that are, that aren't in the industry or people that are, are in the industry? Um, lately, it's been a lot of people that are not in the industry, um, but I do have uh, some or, or many that are in the industry and it's, you know, word of mouth of, hey, man, you know, uh, because they're aware, wherever they're working, they're aware that a lot of people are retiring and, you know, not all positions require it, but it's like, look, if you get your AS degree and if you go to college and you get your water certs and all that, you can be ready possibly for supervision and management. So I have people working in the industry. And then I have a lot of new people. Um, they just, you know, they just heard about it. They hear about these water jobs and they hear, they hear about careers and how lucrative it is and they want to get in. And so, um, you know, so a big portion of them are new. new yeah. Students. And uh, is it a, a good mix? Is there, you know, men and women in, in these classes too? Um, surprisingly, I'm starting to see more women. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I like to see more women come into the industry. There's a lot of uh, demand for it. Some of the agencies I've worked with, um, you know, they, they, they also, they too would like to, re, uh, to hire more females in the industry and not just for um, certain positions. They'd like to see them in operations. They'd like to see them in mechanical, uh, like Metropolitan Water District, for example. Um, they're going to be doing a, a campaign to try to recruit more, more females. Um, I know Kumukaya College and CWEA, Alec Mackey, he's done something where they do like a symposium for women in the industry and they invite all these women um, from different trades, right? Lab analysts, water conservation, wastewater operators, electricians, and, you know, they get to meet and greet. All the ladies get to meet and greet and meet the staff and ask all the questions. And so um, this is definitely something, yeah, we can see more of and I encourage uh, more females to get into the industry. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, you know, for the most part, I think, you know, men and women, they just, they don't know like how many opportunities are really out there in our industry. Um, I think, you know, people like, you know, their neighbor or their uncle or someone that they run into says, Hey, you should go, you know, talk to the, you know, the water, the water district and get a job. But they have like, they have no idea like how yeah. many opportunities there is, whether it be on the, you know, instrumentation side that you're working on or, you know, in the lab or water quality or, or just go and paint meters. I mean, I mean, there's, yeah. there's jobs for everybody, man. And yeah, it's there's, there's definitely jobs for everybody. And I'm sure you've heard of many success stories of somebody who started as a gardener and over 30 years, they were the general manager of that water district. You know, yep. they just kept on applying themselves and working hard. And um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I also used to see a lot of people who, we're informed about the program because they knew somebody, they had a relative or a family member that worked at a different agency. And they said, look, these are great jobs, right? Um, it's a career and you should apply. So, uh, you know, a lot of it is word of mouth from somebody who they know, but lately I've been getting, um, you know, more students coming in just because they've heard, they've researched, they're on the internet, they start following other people in the industry. And, um, you know, the, the one that's getting really big right now, it's always been big. Um, and they're all big because of all the baby boomers retiring right now uh, up and down, you know, the state of California. This is no surprise right. for many agencies. And as they get ready to hire more people, and there's, it's really difficult to, to find qualified candidates for, you know, because these people are retiring and they're taking all these years of experience with them. You know, there, there's nothing to follow. There's a big gap that's going to be missing. And agencies know this. And, and many of them are trying to do many things like create internships and apprenticeships and bring them back and have succession planning. 
Um, but LAD PWP right now, a lot of my electrical students are starting to get hired. You know, they, they go through the program at Trade Tech and then they go through a climbing certificate program that we have and then they apply for the positions and um, they're just killing it. They're killing it out there. They're making money. They're taking care of their families. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot of opportunities for water and electrical um, and for all positions, all vocational yeah, yeah. positions in the trades. Um, I'm sure. I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, have you have you heard of that? Have you heard agencies struggling to find qualified candidates at times? You know, I think um, I think they are. Um, yeah. I, I do think that anytime LADWP does a does a hire, um, like I was just talking to one of the supervisors over there about a month and a half ago. And uh, they said they were hiring 40 uh, entry-level workers um, for LADWP. And it's just like, damn, that's a huge... Yeah. You know, most agencies hire like one or two people at a time. They're hiring yeah. 40. And the thing yeah. with that, like, because they they have so much work, they, they're just, you know, they have 7,200 miles of pipeline that needs to be maintained, right? And so, sure. so with that, you need a hell of a workforce, right? And so sure. um, when they hire... To me, I, the way I've looked at it is like they just they hire seasoned employees or you would think they would hire seasoned employees because most agencies, um, you know, they, you you three years into your profession at at a city or a district, you, you usually got your D2, D3, maybe a T2, solid three years of experience. So, you know, pretty much, you know, how to get stuff done. And, you know, LADWP comes in, swoops up all these, you know, these these uh, these guys. Uh, or just, you know, employees. And, uh, you know, that's honestly, that's how I've gotten a lot of classes. I've gotten classes at uh, Santa Monica, um, uh, was it Beverly Hills, um, uh, Long Beach, um, a lot of agencies that have, you know, lost staff to their big, these, you know, LADWP recruitments. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I think that there's, there's definitely a huge need for uh, workers out there. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, with, with technology and, you know, different systematic approaches to our maintenance programs and upkeep and aging infrastructure and all these things that are going on within our industry, we're starting to understand that there's a lot more stuff that we need to be doing to keep up with our, our, our systems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's just going to shine more and more light on the lack of staff that we have. Yeah. I think, I think the need is going to only continue to grow, whether the baby boomers are, you know, just leaving or if they've been gone for, you know, a long time, I think this, the, the need for operators are going to be, it's going to be huge. It's yeah, no, I, I'm huge. glad you, you agree and you brought up some valid points and, um, you know, you know, this is something that, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you had it, Steve, but, you know, some of the high schools back in the day used to have vocational uh, education, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, for, and, you know, whether you had machine shop or workshop or, you know, something, something. and, um, you know, it went away and, and now it's gone. And it's like, you know, these, these baby boomers are retiring and it's like, what are we going to do? So I think now is the time for uh, many agencies to, to start implementing some type of program. And many of them are, yeah. you know, like I before Orange County Sanitation District, they have it for that reason. Um, I think Metropolitan Water District is in the works. They already have an apprenticeship for the electrical and mechanical uh, department, but they're in the works of creating an internship for their operations. Um, and, um, you know, I, I encourage everybody who's listening, and, and, and not to say nobody hasn't, but if you haven't, I think now would be the time to go to your local community college, whether it's in Orange County, Northern California. Uh, or wherever you are, if you haven't, and, you know, get, 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 get your water, wastewater degree, 
don't stop there. Um, go for your bachelor's, maybe in public administration, or if there's opportunities to cross-train in different agencies uh, within your agency. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, some some people do that, and they have. We're looking to cross-train because we want to retain our employees and get you ready for the next positions. And you know, definitely. Uh, level up, as you say, and um, you know, get those certs. Don't don't stay stagnant, because yeah. um, now's the time to move up. And if you do it right, I mean, in a few years, you can be like in the management or supervision or doing something else completely different you never thought about. And oh, um, yeah. and, you know, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna prophesy something right now. I think this, this is what I think is gonna happen because the lack of um, you know these hands-on courses or mechanical courses and in high schools and stuff like that and the push for blue collar so like all our our era like we're everyone's pushing their kids to go to college go to college go to college right and so no one's saying go to the you know go work in construction or go work you know with your hands it's more about you know going to college and you know and i don't think there's a diss to either either one whether you're going to go work with your hands first or you're going to go to college first but i do think that the the tech industries and just college in general is going to be so saturated that there's going to be a bigger void in the blue collar positions. And I think that the blue collar trades is going to be trying to get people into it. And I think what it's going to happen is it's going to have to pay more, you know, cause mm-hmm. to start out, you know, start out on construction, you're making, you know, 20 bucks an hour, you go to the union and maybe you can make more than that, but it's really not a lot in today's age, right? Like you can't, you can't even pay rent with 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. No. And so I think the blue collar trades, I think they're going to continue to, um, they're going, they're going to start paying more to entice people to come into a more or have some kind of, you know, internship or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, something to get them in, into the trade, uh, like, you know, like electrical or plumbing, you know, unions do. Um, but I just, I think that some, there's going to be some kind of uh, pivot where, things change and you know people are going to start valuing these blue collar trades even more than uh than we do now because just the need for it oh no absolutely um, oh no absolutely um you know you just reminded me of what one of the students uh, his name is um samuel tapia uh he works for lawp and he's now an electrical craft uh helper working uh with the linemen and um some you know this is just some of the stuff that you know, there's full transparency on these websites. You can see the salaries oh, on yeah. the web for the job postings. And, you know, and I know it and I've heard it. But like some some of the linemen, you know, they're making 150 to 200. And if I mean, if you're up there in supervision, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. um, but 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 anyway, the reason why I bring that up is, um, you know, the, the, the void. Right. There's not enough of, of people out there. And, you know, Samuel is one of them. Um, he started out with the city of L.A. and public works you know, out there with the roads, paving the roads. And then over there, he applied for like a water utility worker position with LAWP. Um, And, you know, I don't know the exact years, but, you know, he's been in there at least over uh, 10 years uh, total. So he did so many years working on the public works. Then he got into the water utility, uh, working for DWP. And then he, you know, tested like everybody else um, and applied for the electrical craft helper position. Um, and, and he's doing it and, and his life has changed. Um, he's making more money. He loves it. It's a lot of hard work. Some of these positions are, are a lot more physical than others. Um, but he's loving it. And I asked him, I go, did you ever see yourself doing electrical work? He said, Nope, never. You know, he, yeah. he, just, he just, he just enjoyed what he did. He enjoyed working with his hands. 
he enjoyed getting you know dirty and um, you know out there on the grind and just meeting people, hearing, seeing job postings, and as people retire. It's like, hey, we got to fill them in, and you know, if we can keep our employees and transfer them to a different department and promote within, I think that's great for the organizations. And you know, like you said, you know, they they hire fifty at a time, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of those fifty on the last go round. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's really cool, and and I hope what um, people are listening to, like you know, right now on this podcast, and the message that you're saying is that. You know, everyone's looking for the conduit to get to these, you know, Metropolitan or LADWP, these bigger agencies. And it sounds like LA Trade Tech is is a direct conduit to some of these bigger agencies because of the relationships that you've created with them for your students. And so, you know, I hope people are catching on to that. Um, yeah, no, um, you know, th- th- thank you for bringing that up. You know, before I even started... Um, our department chair, uh, Bill Ellerton, William, um, he actually formed uh, apprenticeships for Burbank Water and Power, Glendale Water and Power, Pasadena Water and Power for the same thing we just talked about. Too many people retiring. We, we, we need a pipeline. So the, the students, they have to apply through the city, through the city of Burbank, and they have to go through their HR. Okay, We, 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 don't, we don't hire them and make an apprentice. So right. once they go through all those steps, like many of us already have for an agency, then the city of Burbank, for example, will say, you have to go to school. Well, where are we going to send you? Well, we've partnered up with LA Trade Tech, and within the next four or five years, these are the classes you're going to take. So if there's any agency out there, um, doesn't matter if it's water or electrical, and you know they'd like to do something, that's something we can do definitely. And also, for all your listeners, doesn't matter where you are in California, um, you know, connect with your community college and try to find partnerships where you can do pipelines and there's all kinds you can do you can do informal ones like i'll tell you one of them um the city of long beach they have something where they created and it's called the you know the an an academy is what they call it and they'll hire 10 positions and it's for one year and these are exempt positions or not they're not permanent positions but what they do is they'll hire 10 people and they already anticipate uh let's say two people to retire and what they want to do is it's really designed to give them a better candidate pool for when these two people retire. They can transition one of these 10, uh, 10 guys or girls who are there in, in that program. And, you know, I'll give you best case scenario. You hire 10 people and you got 10 people that you really like and you can't make up your mind who you're going to hire at the end of the year for those two full-time positions. Well, guess what? You just gave those other eight individuals one year's worth of experience. They're going to school. They're getting certified. They can now go to another water agency and apply because some of these agencies, like a catch-22, this is an entry level, but you have to have one year experience. It's like, what? So how how do you get around that? And, and, you know, I've heard stories where people um, apply. There there was one individual who I met um, and he told me his story. You know, he graduated from UC, UC Irvine. He was an intern at Irvine Ranch Water District. He applied for a full-time position, um, you know, when he was like 22, 23, and he didn't get it. So he did his thing. He worked for the city. He worked for Public Works. Well, he ended up coming back as uh, an assistant, um, I think, the director at Irvine Ranch over 20, 30 years. So my message there is, you know, you may be working somewhere or somebody didn't hire you, but you got some experience. You went somewhere else. In 20, 30 years, I mean, you can come right back to that same place that you applied the first time that you didn't get hired. And Absolutely. don't be surprised if you're the manager of that agency. 
that's it, man. That's that's a great message. That is a great message, and a lot of a lot of people think that uh, they have to have a one. You know, their path to success is just very linear. It's like one straight line, and uh, that's not the case. I mean, you can hopscotch back and forth, and uh, as long as you're constantly adding value to your your resume and to your you know your experiences and your education, man, you, you can write your own check eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good stuff, man. I think that's that, that. I think that's valuable. Really, really valuable that uh, the listeners hear that stuff because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are you know, not sure where to take classes or, um, you know, what the right answer is. And you know, I, I always tell them, hey, just you know, if anything, your quickest route, just start taking classes through Sac State. You know, because it's sure it's quick, it's easy, um, and you know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to you know take classes at night. And so usually that's my first route, you know, but I, if you're down in Southern California and you're you know close to trade tech or you can, you can travel to trade, trade tech, uh, definitely, um, take advantage of that because, um, I think your, your job placement opportunities after you finish mm-hmm. are only going to be graded, uh, you know, graded even higher because now you have an accredited, you know, school that's backing you saying, Hey, you've gone through all this program. And then, you know, if you're, a, you know, a Glendale or a LADWP and say, hey, you know, what? after from, from the last 20 people we've hired that have gone through trade tech, they've been killer. So yeah. let's, hire, let's hire 21 and 22, you know, so. Yeah, no, you, you're, you're definitely right. And, um, you know, I remember one student when, when I, you know, I'm LA trade tech all the way because I went there and I teach there now. But I did go to Santiago uh, community college up in um, Orange, and I'll yeah. never forget one, one, one little story. You know, now that you're talking about that, I'm going to say this: you never know who you're sitting next to. And um, you know, what one of the classes they had a project to do, and um, the instructor said, "Okay, you guys are going to be group members and complete this project in a PowerPoint presentation." And any anyway, um, out of the four, only two of them were were really doing all the work, and only two of them were showing up to class and. But they were all in the water program and they all wanted these jobs, you know, and so you can tell right away who probably, and, and, and you know, and I don't know what these other students had in their life that, that was preventing them from, from coming to school. But my point is this, uh, out of the two, the two students that were in there, one of them was a, was a supervisor at one agency and the other one just had, you know, the right attitude, the right aptitude, and he needed an opportunity and um, you know the guy. The guy never told him that I'm a supervisor at an agency. He was just you know playing, playing low key, taking classes. Um, because of all his hard work and everything that he did, um, you know he had his recommendation. He found out later that he told him he's like you should put in for this position. I'm the supervisor over there. I think you'd be a good candidate. And you know he had to compete and he had to prove himself and go through all the process through HR. But um, you know you, you never know who you're going to meet in school and network with people. And when you go to these trainings and these seminars that you have, and you know I'll, I'll never forget that. That's another thing. Um, you know, Steve, um, when when you helped me out with the AWWA conferences, and you know Alec Manti from California Water Environmental Situation, you asked us to present over there. And, that, that that was a big deal. You know, I'll never forget my first year at Santa Ana when I went there. I had no clue what I was doing. I don't know what a valve was. I'm like, what, like, what do I do? You know, some people are like, yeah, you're not going to make it, kid. Get out of this industry. And um, you know, to come back, you know, eight, seven, eight years later, and to be presenting um, because of people who believe in you. You know, you believed in me. You said, hey, man, I, I, I got this thing going on. I think you can. You know, uh, you'd add value to if, if you want to be a guest speaker to it, and um, that was my um, 
that was my probably one of the best days because I'll never forget that little badge we have with the speaker on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I came back home, um, I gave it to my mom, you know, to hang up because, um, you know, going back to those stories of adversities, you know, like I said before, they didn't have money and I was helping them with their rent. I'll never forget one of the classes at Santiago uh, Canyon College. You know, their, their, their system is a little different where when you sign up for a class, you have to pay within so many days. At least that's how they had it uh, when I was there. And I couldn't afford it. And I, you know, and I gave her money for rent. And then I was just, you know, really pensive and I was about to leave the house and go to work. And she's like, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I don't, I don't have money go to school because I don't want to throw it in your face. You know, I'm, I'm helping you. I love you, mom and dad, and you're always going to get my support. I go, but I can't take these water classes, you know, because I can't pay for them. And she's like, you know what? We'll figure it out. If you need that money back, we can pay for the classes. And um, I'll never forget that, Steve. So anyway, I took the money, paid for the classes, and you yeah. know, going years later, um, you know, lecturing there because of your help, you know, for that, I'm ever grateful. Thank you, sir. No, man. And you were, you've, I mean, that was just uh, last year, the year before, man. So you, you've already been on fire, you know, and uh, you, you earned that right to be in that position and to have that story and that moment with your, your mom, man. Um, You, you definitely earned that. So, um, you know, it's, and it's just one of those things where everyone wants to try to reinvent the wheel. Everyone wants to do their own path or have their own ideas of what success is and how they're going to get there. But really, like, it's already been done right and really what we have to do is just like hey you know what i like what john has i want to team up with him or hey i like how that guy does this or how she does this and you know let's just build a killer team and you know really a lot of people just think they want to do it on their own but you can go fast by yourself but you can go even further with with others and and, and that's what i think you know i i try to do and you you know what i'm all about on the gram and just trying to like you know highlight people and i don't know these wwps of the week but you know, I think it's like either way, I know they're kicking ass if they're getting some of the, you know, um, highlights that they're getting from their agencies or if they've, you know, gotten some SIRS or gotten some education or and they're in a position like I know what that stuff takes. And so to me, that's, you know, you got to honor people that are kicking ass and give them opportunities that take them to the next level. Um, and now that I'm in a cool position where I can do that for others. Um, you know, share the stage. Like it's, it's, I feel obligated to do that. So now it was an um, honor for me too, dude. So. Yeah, no, thank you, Steven. Thank you for every time you come out to trade tech and you speak to our students and, you know, and, and, and I know, you know, a lot of people and sometimes you may feel like, oh, they don't know who I am or I don't know these people, but believe me, um, you know, when, when, when I post up stuff that, oh no, Steve Fernandez is in town or he's coming in. I always get messages, private DMs, like, man, I missed him again. Or, oh, when am I going to score a hat? And everywhere I go, I rock your hat, dude. They just want hat, dude. They just want the free swag, dude. (laughs) Dude, I wear that hat everywhere I go. When I go run, when I go out, I'm barbecuing. Um, You know, it's it's my, it's, you know, now that I no longer work out in the field, it's, you know, I am connected with my students by teaching and helping others and providing for the community and all that. But when, when I when I rep that hat, man, that's my connection to the water industry. If I'm out walking, jogging, whatever, you know, I'm like, maybe someone's going to be like, Waterwise Pro, you know him, you know Steve? You know, so I can talk to them and be like, yeah, you know, I know Steve, he's my boy. And um, we do a lot of things together. And just, the, you know, as an icebreaker, a conversation, what are you guys working on? Or, um, yeah, you know, I used to work in the industry, whatever. So definitely, man, uh, those are cool hats. <laughs> 
That's cool, man. I'm still waiting for my I'm still waiting for my LA Trade Tech hat, dude. It's in the works. I got a a design. I'm I'm gonna get it done, Um, and I'm definitely gonna have to rock those out. Um, And you'll definitely be one of the first ones to get one for sure. No, man, guys are easy, man. Guys just want a hat. They just want a free hat or or some food in their belly, and dude, they love it forever, man. Yeah. But no, man, um, any any last words you want to share with the listeners in regards to like, uh, you know, the career paths or, uh, you know, things you want to maybe just, you know, highlight for your program yeah. that you got going on or just anything, man, I think. Uh, I think yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, we've hit a lot of key points and I'll just end with this for everybody listening out there. Uh, run your own race for sure. And, you know, follow your dreams. Always work hard, never give up. It's not easy. You know, I applied to many agencies. I'll never forget one of them was the uh, city of Burbank. I failed their test five times. And when I say fail, I mean, I walked into a room of a thousand people and you need to score, you know, in the top 50. So if, if, if 50 people score 99 and you score 98 out of 100, you failed the test. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm exaggerating with those numbers, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I get it. And my point is this, you know, I finally passed one of their tests. I went to two interviews and that door closed on me. They called me and I said, mom, I'm coming home. I'm going to make 50, 65 bucks an hour. Uh, I can feel it, you know, and then I got the email and they said, uh, you weren't selected. Um, all I got to say is this, when one door closes, another door is going to open up. And if you would have asked me, you know, seven, eight years ago, did you ever think you're going to be teaching? Did you ever think you're going to be helping people with their careers? Never in a million years. So you never know where this career or this industry is going to take you. Just keep applying yourself. Keep working hard. Um, stay on that grind. Stay on that hustle. And uh, don't forget to level up. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'm glad that we were able to do this today, John. Uh, I think you had a great story, man. And I'm super impressed, even more impressed with you now than what I was before and uh, a lot more respect for you and everything that you've been through and, and uh, what you've done to get to where you're at, man. So uh, thanks for sharing your story. And I know everyone's going to, you know, uh, take these nuggets, the gold that you gave them and uh, do some great, great things with them. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure, Steve. Right on, man. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take care, Steve. All right, man. You too. Peace. Peace.